0: An inspirational woman of God who is seeing God move in the workplace and outside of the workplace and comes with a testimony of obedience and grace that we can walk in the power of the Holy Spirit following the pattern of Jesus. And so let's position our hearts to receive from him, to receive the grace spark that is on Jill into ourselves. Thank you. Bless you. Thank Thank you. you.
1: Oh, thank you guys for having me come to speak to your church. I, I really value this opportunity. I'm just an ordinary person like you and this is not my normal thing and just to remind me that as I was lost in worship this lovely lady came up to me and said your body thing's sticking out of your trousers and she tucked it back in for me and it was so sweet and I thought you know what I'm just the Lord's little handmaid and a servant you know I'm just his little girl and he he, she tucked me in to save me embarrassment and I just thought how how much the Lord is like that with us we're just, we're just who we are. We're just little people. And there's only one great person in the room. But he, he tucks us in and just takes away our shame and embarrassment, you know. And he bigs us up. He's such a great dad. Isn't that wonderful? So I just thought I'd share that with you. Thank you to that lady. <laughs> um, yeah, so as Al said, I am a GP and I... Um, have kind of been on a journey myself, a dance, very much a dance, to work out how I can bring the kingdom of heaven into my everyday life, particularly my work, which is so much to do with healing and there is so much great need and it's been amazing and I've actually been able to write a book about it Um, I didn't say this in the first service I entirely forgot but it's called the mercy seat with many stories of God intervening in people's lives and just learning to the the dance and the, the sail just learning to let the Holy Spirit weave him into those consultations which I believe is possible for anybody in the workplace So, um, that's who I am. And we're going to tell a few stories. I've got a few friends as well with some of their stories. And I hope to inspire that this is really the supernatural life. An ordinary, everyday, going to work, having a family, watching telly, having neighbours, walking the dog sort of life can be supernatural and empowered and very exciting. Because God is exciting. And, uh, yeah, so uh, this is what my message is all about. Can I just pray before I go any further? <laughs> um, Jesus, I just pray that you will anoint me again, Lord, to share what's on your heart, and to really, what I want is for my own heart to be moved again, and stirred, and ignited. And I pray that everyone in the room will feel that 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 moving on their hearts too, because you're a God who is emotional, and passionate, and and moved. To step into his world. So, Lord, would you just help me to impart something that's going to be really impactful today? Change, change a little bit of your world forever. I believe that. Thank you, God. Amen. Well, a couple of months ago, when I first started thinking about what I was going to say today, beginning of September, I, had, I took two weeks off uh, from my job. I just had annual leave, I didn't have much particularly on. But at that time, everything in the world just crashed. The the Queen died, you remember? Obviously, you remember. She died and then the government kind of collapsed and then there was all this going on and the world was just in turmoil. But there was that sweet, beautiful time of the the, the Queen and that day of the funeral. And I felt something awakening in my heart and I felt the Lord is saying, I love this nation. We are special to him, you know. We, We Brits are really on his heart. And I felt him just say to me, Look, the season that we're in is quaking and shaking. There's no doubt about it. You know, I I hardly want to turn on my news app in the morning. What has happened now? But I felt him say, Don't worry, it's all going to change and it will never be the same again. So don't grieve over it, but awaken. The world is quaking and shaking, but you, church, are awakening. Wake up! And I felt this kind of exhilarating standing to attention lord what's going on what what are we doing and i felt him say it's the golden age of the church it's coming that the time that we were born for the most relevant time in all of history this is this is what we have and so i'm not scared anymore i mean it's not easy to hear but i'm like okay so what are we doing and it's completely shifted um yeah and, and and out of that, when I was praying i I saw this kind of picture in my mind of like a, a, a boardroom in heaven. And the Lord said, the conversation that we're having is not the same as what you're having down here. Come and listen to what we're saying, because it's not all about lack and not enough. And and I just kind of imagine the Holy Spirit, Father and Jesus and all the angels sort of bending over a table of blueprints and plans. And there were maps on the wall and all this stuff was kind of connected. And it's all about redemption. It's like, how can we redeem? How can we save? How can we get in this area? How can we get into that community? How can we get into that nation? And Jesus was saying, Father, I came to seek and save what was lost. I want my bride on fire. And, And the father saying, "Yep, this is what we're about. This is what we're doing. And he said, everyone is a target for my love. That's what he said to me. Never, ever look at someone with judgment in your heart. Or offense because they're a target for love and you could be that person that he sent to them and whatever you say about someone behind closed doors what if the father was waiting to send you to prophesy over them to change their world well he can't if you're you know if you're in that place of judgment so I really felt the Lord saying are you in love with my world like I am I'm going to turn you on to be in love with your world. And of course, it's easy for me. Every day, patients and people come and sit before me and I listen to them. And so my heart is always engaging. But you know, sometimes it'll be in the most, you know, different situations. I'll tell you a story in a minute, but when I was walking my dog, God is wanting to engage with the general public that we've entirely written off sometimes. Sometimes. Anyway, so I took this two weeks off work, and I was in this place of really engaging with, with the Father on mission, and I actually read a book on missions. Uh, a friend of mine has devoted his whole life writing a book on missionaries that went to China, all the different areas of China. He's written five books, and I, I read one of them again, and it was like, oh my goodness, the sacrifice, and, and the endurance, and the, the, privation, the deprivation, and, and just the persevering of these people of old, you know, that that didn't have cars or transport in those days. They just left everything and gave their whole lives. And sometimes their lives were short, a few weeks, you know. Sometimes it was 30 years. But by the time I got to reading this, I was like, Lord, what is my life about? What is my legacy? I I want, when I'm, you know, I'm 60 now, (laughs) I don't know how many much I've got longer, but I want to leave a legacy. And then, the end of this two weeks, my pastor at my church in Bedford, his name's Phil Wilfew, you may have heard of him, he preached this amazing message out of Psalm 2, um, which basically, I'll just quote the first little bit of it, you'll remember it. Why do the nations plot in vain and the rulers and kings of the earth take their stand and conspire against the Lord and against his anointed one? I have installed my king on the throne. He is established, right? Jesus. And I'm going to give him the nations. I'm just kind of summarizing the psalm. So kiss the sun or it won't go well for you. Um, and so he was, he was just teaching about the kingship of Jesus in the earth. And I'm like, oh! And then he said, and then there's this cult of self. It's the, it's the thing that's vying for our hearts all the time. The cult of self, self-entitlement. Self, self um, preservation, self obsession, self focused, right? All that stuff to do itself, and and it's not like I was completely like, oh my gosh, I'm such a selfish person. But I just, I just thought, you know what, Lord, I can't have that in my life anymore. And then Phil said, a self entitled church is never going to reach this nation. And he just said that statement, and I just started to sob. And everything within me, I was, like, I was in the second row, and I was like stifled <laughs> for the rest of his sermon. And just this, this, this unthinkable, unimaginable situation of not reaching the nation because I was too comfortable. Not because I was a terrible sinner or rebellious, or, but just because I couldn't be bothered to get out of my comfort zone. And I just said, Lord, that's not for me. And I was changed that day. In fact, I shook and wept every time I thought about it for about three or four days later. And I just know it can never be business as usual for me. Right. The world has changed and I have changed. And I hope that you will feel that. And I'm sure you agree with me. This is not business as usual, folks. And it will never be that ever again. So I want to know his heart and I want to know what's on his mind and I want to tune in to his thinking, his strategy. I want to know what he thinks about people. I want to know what's on his agenda and not mine. And so I've set my heart to grow in that area um, and just know that I can't influence anything if I don't love it. So that's my, my thing. That is my dance, right? I'm locked in. It's a rumba for me and Jesus. <laughs> What are you? What? How are you loving the people of this world? Um, but I guess what I really want to say is, well, how do you? How do you do that then? How do you live in that way? Um, because I know that tomorrow my life won't look any different. I'll get up and I'll I'll do the same old things. But the Lord's called us to live in a supernaturally empowered life, right? With Him, in in the dance with Him. And I think the best template for what that looks like is Isaiah sixty one. And, and every few weeks I read it again just to get another drenching in that truth. So if you put your arm on the person next to you, and I'm just going to say it, and I want you to receive this. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon you. He's on you now. And he's not leaving anytime soon, right? And you're all saying it, aren't you? Because you know it. <laughs> he's anointing you to preach good news, good news, To the poor and the impoverished and the brokenhearted. He's sending you to bind up the wounded and and the brokenhearted. He's, He's sending you to comfort those who mourn and to provide for those who grieve in Zion and to give them oil of gladness and joy instead of mourning and grieving. This is what you are anointed for. It was what Jesus was anointed for and it's what we are anointed for. Thank you. Thank you for... For just believing in that. It's so true. So, the kingdom of God tomorrow will look like comfort, healing. It will look like his presence. It will look like uh, solutions and breakthrough. And it will look like justice. And it will look like freedom and lots of joy. And I love that. I love being, I I love that the Lord came and danced with us with joy and flags because that's who he is. And that's the God I'm walking with. Um, Jesus went about doing good and healing everyone who was under the power of the devil because God was with him. And that is Acts 10, 17, I think. Thank you. (laughs) Um, He went around everywhere doing it. It's such a simple statement. He went around everywhere doing good and healing everyone who was under the power of the devil because God was with him. That's that's my life statement everywhere, right? I I was walking the dog... um, lit this week and just found a tent down by the uh, little lake, hidden in the bushes, homeless person, hadn't hadn't been there before with my dog. And the Lord said uh, he wasn't in, he was probably in the city, you know, doing whatever he does in the daytime, but all his stuff was in there and it was just a mess and dirty. And the Lord said, go and get him a bag of stuff. So I went to Aldi's and bought a whole load of clothes and T-shirts and socks and, you know, wet wipes and deodorant and some food And a gospel tract, and I wrote him a little letter, What the Father Thinks of Him, and and quoted a song, You Are My Beloved. And I wrapped it up in a bag, and I took it back, and I I left it there, and I was really hoping that the bag would be gone the next day, and it was. And it was just my little sewing of some kingdom into that person, I'll probably never meet him. But I don't know why I'm telling you that, but it's just just life, isn't it? What's going to bump into you tomorrow? Anyway, so... Yeah, another time I was walking in the woods with my dog and um, it's where I go to worship, it's where I go to chill with Jesus, it's where I go to deal with difficult decisions with him, it's where I go to meet with him, you know, it's my meeting tent, the tent of meeting but it's on a tree (laughs) that's fallen down and this time when I was there, I saw two ladies sitting on my tree, I thought, ah, and I said, hi, and they yelled, hi, and isn't it lovely today? Yeah. And uh, they're really into trees in a big way, they told me. And I said, you're sitting on my tree. Did you know that? They go, really? I said, yeah, this is where I come to worship. This is where I come to meet with God and to sort of debrief with him about my day and everything. They go, wow, we could feel, the, we could feel it here. We could feel the atmosphere. Um, that's why we stopped here, isn't it? She said to her friend. And uh, she, they said, what's your vibe? And I said, oh, I'm a Christian. I told them I was a GP as well. But I said, I'm a Christian. And oh, I love trees too. But I, I come here and I meet with the God who made the trees. Isn't it cool? He's actually inviting us into relationship. He wants to know us and interact with us right here. And you're sitting in this place. It's fantastic. I said, what are your names? And they told me. And I said, let me pray for you. And they, they were like, yeah. So I prayed for them. And then I walked away. And it was lovely. And I just thought, oh, just give away bit of his presence. It was just so easy. It was a gift. I love that. But we're carrying his presence everywhere we go. And, you know, like Jesus, the fullness fullness of God was in him in bodily form. Everything was packed into this person. But he was just a man, if you met him. And everything is packed into you and I because we've been given fullness in Christ. And I think that it's all in there, but it's a bit locked up. We're a bit, we're a bit uptight and we're a bit blocked up, and all it needs is for him to come and loosen things up and uns, you know, take the spanner out of the works, loosen things up a bit, and release all that goodness. Don't you agree? And I feel like we want to do these things, but then we bottle out, you know, because we're so uptight. And I feel like the Lord is going to release you today in a greater measure of freedom. And every day, we can wake up honestly, um, and Try this tomorrow, right? I, I do this regularly. I wake up and before I've even thought to look at my phone and look at the news <laughs> or a text, I say, good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Father. Good morning, Holy Spirit. What are we doing today? What's on, the, what's on your heart today? Who can we love? How can we love them? Who can we sh- release the kingdom of heaven over? I'm really excited about today. I know it's going to be good. I know you're doing this stuff you're always working so even though I feel completely like tired and kind of my brain's not quite up and running I'd say that with to myself the father is working today and so I'm working isn't that what Jesus said it's so powerful anyway so I have some stories that my friends have to share with you because I want you to see a spectrum of normality, normal lives, right? So these guys are very different from me. Do you want to come up and share your stories? So, jo, yeah, well, Joe first. Yeah. Story two. Joe, yeah. can I just introduce? Joe works in our local hospital. She's not a clinician, but she has a lot of contact with patients. She works in the complaints department, the PALS department. This woman is anointed. She is oozing the kingdom. And she releases his presence, his wisdom, his kindness, his healing, his honour. Oh, my goodness. She just makes a difference in that hospital. And the patients love her. But I think your story is to do with not the hospital. Is that right?
2: Um, The boots one? Go,
1: go, go, go. go.
2: So I just want to tell you a little story about um, shopping. So um, I was shopping in um, a local chemist in Peterborough. And um we're shopping for um some makeup. And the lady serving me, she just had such... Ec- I didn't know what I was looking for. I'm rubbish, with looking for stuff like that. But she had excellent customer service skills. And um, I really felt that I just wanted to just, like, bless her and just call out the gold in her. So I told her, I said, you have just amazing customer service skills. And we just got talking. We had a conversation. And um, she told me about um, a job that she'd previously done. And she'd actually worked for social services. She had a really high-up, um, high-pressure um, high job and um, she taught, we talked a little bit about my job, and we just got to know each other. And, um, and then when she found out I worked in the hospital, she said, oh, I was recently in the hospital. I met with a consultant last week. Um, I'm going to have surgery. And then she just said these words. She said, actually, it's the first time I felt fear, and I felt the Holy Spirit just say to me, you know, you need to offer to pray. And so right in the middle of this department store with lots of customers walking about, I just said to her, look, I'm a Christian, And I said, I'd really love to be able to pray with you. You know, would you be open to that? And she said, yes. And so she grabbed my hands. I held hands with her, and she closed her eyes. And all these other customers were just walking among us, and we prayed. And I prayed for her, and I prayed for freedom, and I prayed for peace, and I prayed for healing. And and she said to me, whoa, (laughs) I felt that. She said, you've really got something. And I said, well, that, that's the Holy Spirit. Yeah, that's the Holy Spirit. I carry the Holy Spirit. And, um, yeah, it was just this amazingly beautiful opportunity, just about my day-to-day work, uh, of day-to-day life, just shopping. And, um, yeah, just able to impart, like, the Holy Spirit and pray for this lady. And she said, come back and see me. And I have been back, but she wasn't there. But I, I want to meet her again, because the story's not finished.
0: <laughs> um I shared a different one in the first service, um, but this story is also a shopping story. Um, So uh, the Holy Spirit loves to get our attention when we're around people who don't know him. And uh, one day I was just in Tesco. um, I was actually queuing up to try some clothes on. Um, I was actually not thinking about talking to someone about Jesus particularly. I was just minding my own business when all of a sudden... Um, the lady who was managing the changing rooms just said, oh, fell downstairs last night. I've hurt my back so badly. I don't think I should have come into work today. And one of the ways that I've noticed the Holy Spirit get my attention is when someone just starts talking to me and telling me, you know, completely out of the blue uh, about something that's going on for them. So I always sort of clock that and recognize that's the Holy Spirit's invitation. And so I just said, oh, um well, I'm a Christian, and I know Jesus loves to heal, and I've seen him heal. Could, could, you know, would you like me to pray for your back? And she was a little bit surprised, um, but she said, oh, okay, yes, thank you. And, and so I just, uh, this is quite a while ago, and I'm trying to remember. I can't even remember how it went, but I basically prayed. I declared God's love for her and just invited the Holy Spirit to come and to heal her back. And I could see as I was praying, she she was there was a reaction on her face. She looked surprised, and I said, "What's happening?" And she said, "Well, she said um, the stiffness has gone, or, 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 or stiffness is going, and and you know something was happening uh, that she could she could relate to." And um, and she said, "How did you do that?" And I said, "Well, I didn't do it. It's Jesus." <laughs> and, uh, <coughs> And I, I prayed for her a couple of times, and she said the same thing again. She said, how did you do that? I said, it's Jesus. He loves you. Do you know him? And she started to talk about how as a child at school she'd heard something about Jesus. And um, I would have gone on to talk to her more, but then the changing... It's always so frustrating when this happens, isn't it? But the changing room door opened, and a customer came out, <laughs> and she had to speak to the customer. But, you know, I remember coming away from that and thinking... Even though I didn't get to share the gospel with her, um, she encountered the God who knows her and knew that she was in pain. And he, you know, she encountered his love and kindness that mm-hmm. day. And, and Jesus speaks about that, doesn't he? About his kingdom drawing close. Lovely.
1: Yeah, Yeah, thank you. And, and the thing is about, I know th- these the three of us are always on on our WhatsApp. What's God doing with you? And we're always sharing stories, aren't we? And it re- I just encourage you to link up with friends. If you want to take steps of faith, buddy up with a courage buddy or two or three. It really helps. It keeps you accountable. And it's so fun to, to celebrate with each other. And it, it makes you realise you're not alone. You know, we're, God is on the move um, everywhere. Um, I've got a GP story Um Uh, that I'll share with you so last week I had a a lovely Asian gentleman that came in for injection to his arthritic thumbs okay because I do thumb injections and various other injections kind of like doing them really it's a bit practical and stuff needles. needles. And <laughs> anyway, so I, I I have seen him before. He's had thumb injections with me before, and we always chat because he's lovely, and we chat about his life and stuff. And I, I think last time, it was about six months ago, I, I prayed. I wanted to pray for him. So he was like, oh, left field. But I said, no, just to bless you. And I just prayed lovely words of affirmation and kindness and the Father's heart for him, and he liked that. But anyway, on this occasion, did the injections, and then I just said, would you like me to pray for you as well? And I'm thinking, healing, healing, Lord. He goes, oh, yes, please. And he held both his hands up, closed his eyes. He was completely up for it. So I did. I prayed much with much more faith, actually, for healing um, and also for his heart and where he was at and what he'd shared with me before. And when he looked up, he went, that was really lovely. That was really nice. And he said, I'm very open, you know, I said, really, are you? He said, yeah. He said, my mum made me go to Sunday school when we lived in East Africa. I think he was raised a Hindu, but she encouraged him to explore all the religions. And he said, for the first time, I'm really open. So I said, hey, I, went, well, I was taken to Sunday school, and that's how I got to know Jesus. And I, I'm like, all these years later, I'm discovering more layers of how wonderful he is. It's amazing knowing him a lifetime. And I just happened to have a tract in my bag. It was... Um, uh, Alice Cresswell, who runs the Miracle Cafes. I don't know if you know her. Anyway, Alice Cresswell, definitely one to, to Google. She's written a really good gospel tract called My Spirit Life. And it's very, very trendy and good to give people, but straight gospel. So I gave him that. And it's like, hey, lovely to see you. <laughs> Bye. And off he went. And I said, oh, thank you, Jesus. I love that guy. He's just open, you know. People are lovely. Just love them, and then see what God will do. Yeah. So, I mean, I haven't got time to tell you all the restaurant stories and and the walking in the park stories, and but there there is just one little one if I've got time. A guy was washing windows in um, uh, the, that the shopping mall. So he was he was washing the big you know the big windows where you go into the mall. That was his job, and I was walking in, and the Holy Spirit just said quickly to me, I want you to minister to him. And nothing. I'm like, "Oh!" So I walked in, and I thought, well, I'll get something while I'm shopping. I was in Tesco's. Nothing. I was like, oh, don't know what to say to him. And as I was walking out, there was a demo of some people demonstrating CPR on some some um, mannequins. Isn't that strange? They were all going, on the mannequins. And the Lord said, it's his heart. I'm gonna. Re- his heart has been broken. His heart has just been decimated. I'm going to restart it. I'm going to revive his heart. And that was all I had. I'm like, whoa, that's so weird. But anyway, and then as I walked out, I almost bottled it. But then I thought, no, I'll at least go and thank him for cleaning the windows, <laughs> which I did. And then he told me a little bit like he needed the money just because he was selling his house and he was going to move to New Zealand. And I said, oh, that's going to be really lonely for you. Um, And he said, yeah, but, you know, I I can't stay in this house anymore. And then I told him my word. I said, look, I've got to be honest with you. I'm a Christian, and God told me to tell you this. I saw the mannequin, and he's saying, you're brokenhearted, and your life's been decimated, and he wants to heal you. And he immediately started to tell me the story. Immediately. He's just like right there. There's all these customers walking by. He's got his thing he's washing the windows with in one hand. He told me how his dear mother died in the pandemic in intensive care of COVID. And he never saw her again. And he adored his mom. They were like pals. They lived together. She was his life. And then she was gone. And he never got to say goodbye. He said, I can't stay in the house anymore. And he started to cry. And this was like 220. So I know my word was for him. And so I was so thankful. And so I could just, you know, pray for him and minister to him. And I had more. God gave me more for him moving to New Zealand and the new life and a new family. But again, it's just like, oh my goodness, Lord, I could have missed it. What could happen if we seriously ask the Lord tomorrow, give me a word of knowledge, even if it's the faintest idea or a picture or a word or a song and help me to deliver it. I tell you, your life will change it's incredible. I love this. And I feel like I just want to say to you that you are, you are his children. You can hear his voice. You're probably hearing it now. Some of you will be downloading and thinking, I, want, I need to be doing this for that person. I know exactly what to do. This is what I'm going to do. Yeah, because we're wired. We're wired and we're created by him for this connection. So I want to encourage you to, to do that. And the Holy Spirit, he is the key beautiful holy spirit best friend helper coach teacher so kind you know we get it wrong like when my thing was hanging out he'll just tuck it in right it doesn't matter if you get it a bit wrong he's so kind and he will he will help you can we have the picture of the the wave please this 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 idea came to me when I, w- I was watching something on Netflix about big wave surfers. I like those kind of shows, you know, people that take risks and have great courage. And this was all about people like him who are the, the elite surfers in the world. So they're really, really good and really experienced. And there are certain places in the world where big waves come. I think Portugal is one of the biggest places. And when they get um, weather forecasts that big waves are coming in, they'll get on a plane and they'll be ready to surf, right? And they've got these special boards and everything. But they're elite, so they're really good at what they do. And they have to be, because how high is that wave? Um, and they, it's invitation only. You can't, you can't just do it. You have to be known to be capable. And and I felt like the Lord say that we we are entering into a time when there's gonna be this massive move of God, it's gonna be like that wave, it's gonna be revival, it's gonna be exhilarating, it's gonna be dangerous and it's gonna need courage, right? And there's gonna be risk and faith involved, but it's gonna be amazing. Like it's like these guys, they just live for that wave. And it's interestingly because they they know exactly where to be paddling. Right, I'm just showing you with actions. You can imagine. So they're in the water with their board. Who does surfing here? Nobody. <laughs> I've never done it either. But anyway, so they're in the water and then they've got to be five metres behind where that wave is going to swell. So they're waiting all day for this swell to happen and then they're on it and they get their board and their front foot forward. And they are committed, and there's this whole thing of forward engagement and commitment. Once they're there, they're not going to move, otherwise they'll fall over. And so they do this thing called the big drop, where they down the front of the wave and then along. Um, And I I just felt the Lord speak to me about this and say, practice the little waves. Practice the little waves every day. There's a little wave all the time. Waves are coming in every day in your workplace, in your community. Just just practice a little bit of risk taking. Get on your board, see what the Lord wants to do with you, and then we can do bigger waves together. And then when the really big stuff comes in, you'll be ready. All right? It's so fun. It's so exhilarating. Um, so, and my final thought that I want to leave with you. Again, this is what the Lord showed me during the two weeks that I took off. He said, "I want you to be like the five wise virgins." in the story of the, the ten virgins that were waiting for the bridegroom. Is everyone familiar with that story? <coughs> so they all fell asleep because it, it was nighttime, and the Lord said, yeah, I'm waking you up, but, it, you know, I'm waking you up. The point is, when you awaken, how much oil have you got? How much reserves have you got? What What's your resource like? Uh, and I felt him say, you'll miss it if you don't have more than enough. And I am the God of more than enough, right? And I felt him say, if you have no oil in your lamp, you'll have you'll, you'll just have nothing to give. So make sure you're always topped up. And for me, that just looks like worship and prioritizing his presence and deeply, deeply digesting his word, getting his word. I, I call it bonding with his word. It's like when his word becomes real to me. Right. It becomes part of who I am. And then I imagine and I dream and I pray and I, you know, I even write lists sometimes. And I think some God said, I want you to do this for that person. Well, I may not be able to do it that day, but it's written down because it will be done. And I'm always prepared. I have I have things in my workplace that I use to help people prophetically, like little pieces of tile with a redemptive word on it that helps me open up a conversation that just kind of takes them into another realm like a spiritual realm and lots of things like that songs um you know resources that but that's my work but you've probably got different ways of doing that so be creative and resourceful and be ready and have your oil full all the time be on fire for jesus it's much more fun is that okay so James Fraser, this wonderful missionary to uh, southwest China in the early part of the 20th century, spent 30 years uh, just basically on on the back of a mule going around villages in these high mountains of southwest China. It was cold and rainy, and he was sick many times. And the people there were very demon-oppressed, completely unreached. Um, very entrenched in the demonic, and, but he learned to pray, and he learned, you know, how to get the power of heaven on board. And eventually there's a revi- revival, and the, these tribes are all Christian, right? And they have been ever since. Um, it's just a brilliant story. James Fraser, but anyway, he said this in his book, and I love this uh, statement, talking about Jesus, the travail of his soul was for the lost nations of the earth, Will you not do your part to bring forth the day when he will be satisfied? And it's all about him. And it's all for him. Right? It's Jesus' bride. We're his bride. I want to be a beautiful bride. I have been married to Steve. I had a lovely dress on that day. I don't want to be a rubbish bride. I want to just be such a blessing to him. I want to bring him honor, and I want to bring him his lost tribes. Whoever they are, whatever they look like, it's my life now. I'm not going to stop being a GP and a wife and a mom and all the rest of it, but that is who I am, and I pray that you would see yourself. That's who you are, and it's all for Jesus. And if you feel like you just want to respond to that, then I invite you to stand um, Let's just ask him to anoint us. And um, yeah, Jesus, Lord, we thank you for your great love for your world and your passion that you gave everything. And you are with the Father right now, planning how you're going to redeem this world. And it involves us, your bride, it involves us, your friends, Lord, your children. And so I just pray right now for a fresh anointing, uh, just a a holy awe of what a beautiful thing you're inviting us into. So much better than surfing a wave, but just to move with you, Lord, in the days to come. Yeah, that our children and and their children will be impacted by the courage steps that we took and the love that we had for you. So just come right now, Lord, and just
0: fill and anoint us, Lord.